When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The pride, passion, and pageantry of college football lives here. This is the Paul Feinbaum Show, Hour 2 Podcast. This might be college football, Second hour of the show is live, and it's always great to say hello to uh, one of our friends, Chris Vanini, from The Athletic. A lot of things happening in the uh, college sports place. Play, uh, platform we talked about some of the uh, CFP things what about this have you heard there's a consideration to bring a two-minute warning into the game of course that is in the NFL but not in college football which is really interesting Chris thanks for the time always great to see you um, so where are we on this yeah I mean the rules committee meets at the end of the month and there are a number of things on the docket stuff like helmet communication which the ACC just came out in support of uh, some things that are likely to pass like that and then some other things that are more of a discussion like like the two minute warning and, and the idea is they changed the clock rules last year run the clock after first downs uh, do some more things and then a two minute warning could kind of piece it all together where the final two minutes all the rules change for the clock, and so it kind of sets it up. It would also help possibly on the TV side, where if you knew you had a guaranteed TV timeout at the two-minute mark, perhaps you would get fewer of those back-to-backs, you know, touchdown commercial, kickoff commercial, because they want to squeeze it in. So it's more of a game flow type of thing, but also dramatically change strategy at the end of the game. So it's kind of in the early stages, just a discussion at this point. Hard to say if there's a lot of momentum behind it or not, but these are the kinds of things the Rules Committee is going to look, look at uh, at the end of the month. To enact this, what, what has to happen, Chris? Well, the Rules Committee would come out with a proposal of some sort, uh, and then send that to the playing rules oversight panel, who would then officially approve it. This goes for a lot of the various things. I mean, we remember those clock changes last year. So that is the process at which it plays out. If they if it, if they don't pass something, they'll get more feedback. I, I mean, that happens many times. Last year, they talked about potentially running the clock after incompletions. That didn't have nearly enough support. You know, you gather feedback over the next year. That's what, like, the helmet communications. The Big Ten proposed that in the summer, Committee said no, but let's try it out for the bowl games, see how it goes. They did it for the bowl games, went pretty well, and now they're on track to likely approve that uh, at, at the meeting. Chris, uh, talking to Chris Vanini from, from The Athletic, Chris, so many things are happening. Uh, the CFP has meetings where they're tra- they, it looks like they got the TV situation figured out. Just not that, that the fans care that much about that aspect but is there anything to glean from the apparent decision that one network as opposed to two which originally was thought to be the case is now going to to be the rights holder of the cfp yeah i mean i do think fans care about this they they have a lot of opinions over what they see on television as you are as you are uh, very well aware of you know I, I think ultimately the bids that came in and the the process that they went through was not as high as they thought it would be uh, for a variety of reasons among them 
you know, the environment's different now. The, the television environment is a lot different than it was uh, a couple of years ago. And ESPN has had control of it uh, since we started this. And they would have essentially all college sports championships except for the men's basketball tournament uh, if this is to go through. So, you know, ESPN's been doing a lot with it. They've obviously owned the CFP for a very long time in terms of just the coverage, the ranking show and all this kinds of stuff. You know, Kevin Warren, the Big Ten commissioner, he was one of the people really hitting hard, multiple partners, do it like the NFL, whether it's a Fox, a CBS or something. And that way, you know, you put bids against each other, you, you, you pit networks against each other, and you kind of have the power. But since Warren left, there has just been less of a desire for that. And again, I think the bids that, that the conversations that were had over the money available with other networks, at least to this point, it doesn't appear like uh, there was anything uh, that could beat what ESPN was willing to offer. Which brings me to the CFP overall. Uh, and, and again, I don't want to read too much into it, but we just got through watching the Super Bowl. It's the greatest, uh, most watched game. What's well, the most watched event on television since the moon landing? Uh, where is college football in this space? I, and I know it's up there. Everybody talks, and college football talks about oh, college football, the NFL, the NBA. And, and I think there is a big line after that. But it, it just seems to me that college football is not getting any closer to the, N, the NFL and, and maybe falling farther behind. It is, but that's also partly because of just what the NFL is. I mean, you look at the top 100 broadcasts in a given year, and 90 to 93 of those are NFL games, and then two or three college football games are usually there, three or four college football games. College football, because it's so regional, because it's so fractured, it's never really been able to bring it all together. And also the fact that the NFL controls the calendar once you get into December. That's why the championship game is on a Monday, which I think a lot of people don't love. I would love for the CFP to have itself like the Super Bowl, play the game on Saturday, have a radio row where you get all the best coaches and players across the sport come in and talk about it and do various things. But college football can't really do that because the calendar doesn't work. You've got coaches out recruiting, transfers moving around. The college football calendar is a complete mess, and I think that's part of the reason the CFP can't be as big as it uh, I'm sure would like to be the NFL. It's so segmented and, and regimented. It's very easy to you go from this to this to this. You set it all up. It's a professional league, and it continues to grow and continues to set record ratings. And it's very easy for casual fans to follow because there's only 32 teams. And I think when you think about the SEC and the Big Ten and the the contraction potentially of the top level of college football at some point. I think that's part of the appeal for the television networks is which is we have fewer teams, the biggest brands, all big games every week instead of games that are blowouts. Uh, that might be easier to package to casual fans. Co hardcore college football fans don't like that. We like that there's 133 uh, FBS teams and a million bowl games and all these different things. They're just they're similar college football in the NFL, but they're also just very different in a lot of ways. And which brings me to that calendar. Uh, we, we've had a look at it, uh, and it, it looks jumbled. And I, and I don't know if that impacted television networks' decision or not, because uh, as you know, that first that first round comes at a weird time uh, where most people are thinking about Christmas and taking time off. Uh, there's a, there's a Friday night game, I think. Uh, the games, I believe, are sandwiched in between the NFL. And that's just the beginning, isn't it? 
Yeah, some games will be on, I think, Thursday, Friday. There will be Saturdays going up against the NFL, and part of that's because a couple of years ago the NFL added a regular season week. They went to a Week 18. That pushed the playoffs back. So you, you, know, you will have college football playoff games going up against the late NFL regular season games, but they're not going to want to go head-to-head with the playoff games, and that's where you have to kind of figure it out and set it up. The idea is the championship game will be Martin Luther King weekend most years. It's a holiday weekend. Perhaps that can draw up a little bit more attention. But you're going into late January at that point, which is farther than college football has ever really gone before. And you know, these TV networks, they don't want to compete with the NFL. You've got the NFL encroaching in on Black Friday now and, and, and a lot of different things. Uh, both of these sports just continue to grow and expand, and as a result, they're going to go head-to-head with each other. And, and there's, I mean, the Sports Broadcasting Act, a law passed in 1961, signed by JFK, protects college football and high school football from early September to uh, early December. But once you get past that into December, that's when the NFL starts playing Saturday games because it's open now. Legally, they can start doing it. But now you've got the expanded playoff going into that period where college football wasn't before. And so now you're going to have a lot of these head-to-heads or at least try to avoid the head-to-heads because if you go against the NFL, uh, your TV ratings will be much lower. Well, Chris, college, college sports needs to go to Congress. Well, never mind. I think they've already tried that in a couple other areas. Which brings me to the, the big question so many people are writing, uh, it's the end of the world as we know it. A couple of coaches are departing. I think all this created by Saban leaving and then safe havens being found. I, I, I don't know whether this is just the moment or not, but you're, you're the guy to ask, where is college football right now? It's in a period of transition. You know, what it is right now is very different than it was three years ago. And what it's going to be three years from now, I think, is going to be very different from what it is now. You've got lawsuits coming down, potential employment. You've already got Dartmouth Dartmouth men's basketball players being deemed as employees. So there's going to be a new model. What exactly that is, I don't think anybody really knows. But people have to be proactive and have plans and have models set because you don't want the courts to dictate what you do. You want to have something set. They've tried to go to Congress. They've tried to get help. There appears to be real no no, no real momentum uh, behind that. And so I don't know what college sports is going to look like in a couple of years, but it's going to look different. We're in this weird middle ground, this transition period where nothing really makes sense. You've got, I mean, NIL is funding rosters right now, which makes no sense if you think about it. Why are fans paying for the rosters of teams? The Detroit Lions are not asking fans to donate money so they can re-sign a quarterback. You know, it's the team that does it. So I think there's a lot of things that don't really make sense right now. And in a couple of years, eventually we'll figure out what it all is. Well, since we've talked, the SEC and the Big Ten formed an advisory council, whatever they formed. Not an alliance. It seems like a really big deal. Naturally, the commissioner downplayed it. But what do you think it really is all about and, and and how could it affect or change the sport? I think the SEC and the Big Ten are going to start throwing their weight around a bit. Um, emphasizing that, you know, we have a lot of power and control. And Greg Sankey likes to make the point that when they were in Houston, coming out of one of those meetings and in the NCAA convention in Phoenix after that, somebody said to him, like, hey, what are you, what are the SEC and the Big Ten going to do? Then we will react to that. And so I think Greg Sankey felt like we need to lead the charge here, whether that's a player compensation model, whether that's playoff uh, governance and voting. I mean, that's something next week. There's a CFP meeting. Uh, and people think the SEC and Big Ten will start to kind of throw that weight around a bit in terms of who gets more money in the next playoff deal. 
it doesn't have to be unanimous votes on things. Do we have weighted voting and stuff like this? And so I think it, the next couple of weeks, we might get a better sense of what they're going to do with it. Um, but yeah, just don't call it an alliance. Greg Sankey doesn't like that. Well, we do not want to do anything to upset anyone in, in a position like his. Hey, thank you very much, or you for that matter. Chris, thank you for joining us. Always enjoy the conversation. We take a break here on this Valentine's Day. More of your phone calls around the corner. Is your schedule too packed to see a doctor about your erectile dysfunction? Well, with Hims, now you can get treated for ED without stepping foot outside your door. They're changing men's health care by providing access to affordable sexual health treatments from the comfort of your couch. Hims provides access to doctor-trusted ED treatment options such as chewable hard mints, brand name treatments like Viagra, or generic alternatives for up to 95% cheaper. The process is simple and entirely online. Just answer a series of questions and a medical provider will determine the right treatment option. If prescribed, your medication ships to you free. No insurance needed. So what are you waiting for? Join the hundreds of thousands of trusted HIMSS subscribers and get treated. Start your free online visit today at HIMSS.com Paul. That's HIMSS.com Paul for your personalized ED treatment options. HIMSS.com Paul. Hardments are chewable compounded products which are not approved by or verified for safety or effectiveness by the FDA. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies on product and subscription plan. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show Podcast. And welcome back here on a Wednesday afternoon. Jay is up next in Washington. Hello, Jay. Uh, hello, Paul. How are you? Thanks for taking my call. Thank you very much. Well, hey, listen, unfortunately, earlier today, you know, you had to deal with being called a communist or when, you know, I had a little bit of discussion about that. But I just wanted to set the record clear for all your listeners that, you know, you're not a communist and we, because we know who the communist is, right? So that's the senator from the state of Alabama. Uh, Tommy Tuberville. Last night, he proved that he was a he was a Putin uh, sycophant, right? And we know that Vladimir Putin's a communist. And uh, Tuberville, in his own infinite wisdom, said that uh, the U.S. was behind the invasion into Ukraine. We caused that. Uh, we forced Putin's hand. He had no no other choice but to in- invade Ukraine and to murder people and to have the the Ukrainian women raped. So yeah, that was the U.S.'s fault. Not well, by, by the way, I, I did not. I did not know that. that. Where did Tuberville say that? He was on a radio show last night in Mobile. Oh, okay. I, I don't know if he was there personally, but he was on this. Yeah, he, in his own infinite wisdom, then said that that most Ukrainians, like all Americans, don't even know there's a war going on. So yeah, yeah, most hmm. Ukrainians okay. don't know that they they've lost loved ones. Well, they probably don't because they probably don't because they're dead. Yeah, right, and that they've experienced the hundred billion dollars of property damage. They don't. Know. Unfortunately, Tuberville's the only one who doesn't know that. He probably couldn't find uh, Ukraine on a map, 
but yeah, I just want to make sure everybody knows that you're not the communist, Paul, that he clearly is the communist. And, and you're right. You're right, Paul. You said something earlier. It's not time for kumbaya. It's time to take action and to get rid of people. No, like no, I, I, uh, Jay, uh, that, that, I mean, I understand the, the spirit of what that guy meant. But at this point in time, I mean, there, there are moments in, in time when we, are, we do need to come together. But right now, that, that's not even possible. No, it's not possible. But we can't let people like this guy have a podium. Um, he, we can't, Paul, because he's giving aid and comfort to the enemy. You think about Vladimir Putin, Paul. He, he developed, he was behind developing IEDs that killed soldiers in Iraq and Afghanistan. He sent weapons into Iraq and Afghanistan to kill American soldiers. And Tommy Tuberville is giving aid and comfort to that guy. That's, there's no doubt about that. So I, I hear you, Paul, but that's a U.S. senator from the state of Alabama saying things like that. And what, what's frustrating to me, Paul, and, and I think it to many people, is you want to hear... You want to hear people like, I mean, I'm not putting it on him. It's not his fault. But wh- where's Nick Saban? Where's Bruce Pearl? Where's Greg Byrne? Where's, our, where's the people that we look up to saying, hey, that's my senator, and I don't stand by those comments? Those, those comments are so egregious that they, they, should be, they should be an affront to anybody, anybody who's an American that believes in the right of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness and what this nation stands for. Clearly, this guy doesn't get it because he's given aid and comfort to the enemy, the guy who said he put, a, he put a bounty on American soldiers' lives in Iraq and Afghanistan, and this U.S. senator is talking about him like he's a hero. And I just want well, people to Well, I mean, to say, that. I mean, you don't even have to go back to Afghanistan. Just think about what's happening right now uh, you know, with uh, the Wall Street Journal reporter and, and uh, Brittany Griner and countless others. I mean, it's, it's, it's not hard right. to find... It's not hard to find uh, uh, Putin's uh, trail of, uh, of of terror. Well, you you would think that trail of terror wouldn't lead to a U.S. senator's office in uh, in, in Washington D.C. Paul, you, it's disappointing that that and and you and it, it, the same group, the same group, you know, today, like you said, should be the happiest people celebrating a parade, and yet you can't take your children to a parade because you're worried that some crazy person is going to show up with a rifle and shoot people, right? And let's go ask Tommy Tuberville what he thinks about that. He's not going to give you if, you, if you think he's going to give you an intelligent answer, don't hold your breath, my friend, because that's not going to happen. So anyway, Paul, hey, thanks for what you do. Thanks for giving me a couple seconds, and uh, you do a great job. Always Thank you very much, time. Jay. I uh, appreciate it. And uh, I, I, heard, I, I didn't hear that interview. I did hear what he had to say about Tucker Carlson's interview with Putin and I don't think I can add to what the caller just said. Bash is up next uh, in in Boulder. Uh, Hello, Bash. Bash, Brother Paul, thanks for taking my call. Thank you. Randy, roll tie to you, sir. My man. And uh, first thing, let me just say thoughts and prayers to the 10 victims of the Kansas City Chiefs parade and big shout out to the KCPD for their quick arrest of the suspects there in custody. Now, let me get straight to my questions, Paul. I want to ask you some uh, college basketball questions today. First thing, who do you think is going to win tonight between the Auburn Tigers and the South Carolina Gamecocks? Uh, that will be the Auburn Tigers. I'm going to go the other way, and I'm going to say the South Carolina Gamecocks are going to be the first team to beat Auburn 
in their home court and keep their momentum going, and we'll see how it goes tomorrow. And my second question, Paul, is between South Carolina, Auburn, Alabama, Tennessee, and Kentucky, which one of those teams will be the odd team out and not be the top four seeds in the SEC tournament this year? Uh, that'll be Kentucky. They will not be a top in four Kentucky? seed. I would agree. I mean, that's how it stands right now. But if I was an objective fan, I would even say that of those five teams, and this is an Alabama fan saying this, Alabama's probably the worst team. And right now we are the number one team in the SEC. So uh, we'll see how that turns out at the end. And final question for you, Paul, switching subjects to football real quick. Um, it's announced that tomorrow there's going to be some EA college football announcements coming from various schools. So as it stands, who do you think will be the EA Sports uh, college football cover next year? Uh, I think it will be Georgia or, or Ohio State. I really don't know. I don't know the details of what EA is doing. But thank you for your call. And uh, Jason is up next in Florida. Hello, Jason. How you doing, Mr. Paul? We're doing great. Thank you. Thank you for taking my call, sir. Hey, I just wanted to respond to the gentleman that just called from Washington, D.C., and bashing Tommy, Tommy Tuberville. Mm-hmm. A, a lot of what he said was well misrepresented. Tuberville didn't say most of what that gentleman said. You know, and, and the reason he said what he said is because of the, of the Democrats want the war machine to keep on. I don't want to be political, but they want the war machine to keep on rolling so they can keep lining their pockets with money. And we should not keep sending money to Ukraine without knowing where it's going. And after that, I just want to say, go Gators. Good win. Good tough win last night against LSU. And thank you for letting me speak. Well, uh, listen, I don't know. Uh, I mean, one thing I do know is how Tommy Tuberville feels about Ukraine. And I'm going to keep it private because it was a private conversation. But he can say whatever whatever he says is uh, up to him and his office. Um, Ricky is up next. Uh, Hey, Ricky. Hey, Ricky, good afternoon. Ricky apparently did not want to talk. Jace is up next. Hello, Jace. Hey, man. Uh, thanks, for, th- thanks for my call, Paul. Thank you. Jim Tuscaloosa and uh, John from Missouri might remind me of, of a movie, uh, Grumpy Old Men. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, with that being said, um, you know, um, you had a question uh, earlier in the week about um, next year's Super Bowl performers. Um, if you want to go with uh, uh, rock and roll, I would say probably um, maybe the Foo Fighters or... Uh, I think that would be good. Kiss, I agree. Kiss or Leonard Skinner. But if I had my druthers, I would go with King George, George Strait. Well, first of all, uh, Jay's. I don't think you're going to see a country act uh, at the Super Bowl. Foo Fighters uh, probably more at the tail end of the range, but uh, they tried country about t- 30 years ago, and uh, it's just not happening. I mean, Luke Combs maybe uh, could I would, be. Uh, I would agree with that. Yeah, possibility, but but. George Strait will not be a Super Bowl act. We'll take a short break. Thank you for the call, though. Uh, More to come, more guests as we continue right after this. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. 
your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. We are back on Valentine's Day. That is that is correct. In case you forgot, we're we're here to remind you of important life moments. Logan is up next. Happy Valentine's Day, Paul. Thank you very much. Man, I'm so amped up, dude. I can't tell you how excited I am. Neil Young is playing. He's on tour. He's going to play Huntsville, Alabama. Is he really? I didn't know on Neil was on tour. Yeah. Yeah, he just announced the tour dates yesterday. Okay. Pearl Jam announced some tour dates. Neil, so Huntsville, Alabama, Paul, May 5th. You need to make it there, man. I may, uh, I may try to make it there. Is yeah, that man, the, uh, the Von Braun or someplace else? Uh, that's the amphitheater there. That's oh, the really amphitheater, awesome. okay. Yeah, the amphitheater there is amazing. Yeah, no, I've, I've heard that. I, didn't, I haven't been to it, but I've heard that. Yeah, you should check it out. Um, hey, man, I wanted to talk a little bit about Jay from D.C., he was 100% right on with Tuberville. What a piece of garbage, man. I can't believe that if he made that statement. I haven't. I can't confirm that, but it sounds like something he would say. Well, I did, I, I, did back, see, uh, I did see Tuberville the other day uh, defending Tucker Carlson's interview, which... Oh, my God, man. I, Paul, I remember back in the day when Republicans were anti-communists. What what's going on? Well, the there's a world? pretty simple answer to that, but I'll I'll leave it to the pundits. Yeah, yeah. Well, we all know that. But hey, I wanted to talk about something a little bit more light. Uh, the caller bracket. Uh, I was on. I was. I didn't get to see it on TV, but they said there was. A, you guys have the bubble going on. Who's on the bubble and who's is, is Jim or? Lewis, whatever. His uh, Jim's out of the tournament uh, by his own uh, d by his own hand. Uh, he withdrew because mm. he thinks that he said this is a uh, this is on uh, on social media. He called this a cesspool of insanity. Oh, really? Yes. Because I used to live in Asheville, North Carolina, Paul, and it was called the cesspool of sin. Yeah, no, I, 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 that's why I can't go to I can't go to Asheville anymore. Just to just yeah, the, the being photographed there is bad for my reputation. It is, Paul. You can't. Don't too many, too many, uh, too many, uh, too many Logans there. <laughs> too many Logans yeah. running around that joint, man. Yeah. Like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm here in Alabama now, so you're in good shape, uh, Alabama. Now, where in Alabama are you? I'm down in Dothan. Remember, I told you. Well, last that's right. Time I, I apologize. You told me that, but then uh, when you mentioned Huntsville, no, my okay. mind fluttered. It's okay, man. 
That's all good. Well, Dothan, uh, Dothan seems like a pretty uh, button-down place. Yeah. That's well, what I right, meant, button-down. That didn't mean... Uh, <laughs> buttoned up. You mean shutting-down. Shutting-down place. It'll shut, shut down your mind. Wiregrass. The wiregrass. Tommy Tuberville. Donald Trump. We love them. All the commercials here are like, our senator didn't support Trump's border plan. No, really? he's going to, yes. Well, you, you, you're missing all the uh, Nikki Haley ads where oh, we wait. live. Oh, yeah, I know. I'm missing all this good. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. I bet Nikki Haley's, she always used to go up in Yeah, we're, uh, uh, we're right on the South, the, uh, the South Carolina border, as you know. On so border, we get all yeah, the, uh, yeah, we get I South see. Carolina TV. Oh, my God, I do, too. I used to get that, too. So I remember that. I, I imagine it's crazy right now up there. But uh, looking at the caller bracket, that looks pretty good. I have man. seen I Joe mean, Biden hope, hope, fall down uh, the the stairs to Air Force One more times than humanly possible. Than Gerald Ford? Yeah, well, no, Ford uh, Ford was a little more athletic, though. Um, yeah, he played football, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, he, he, was, a, he was an All-American center at Michigan. Exactly. I yeah. met Gerald so Ford uh, when he was president, and he was a the guy was uh, in good shape. Yeah, he looked like he could still take somebody he out. Could. I, 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 I mean, I, he could probably tackle somebody. I think he could have. Yeah, it looks like it. But look, looking at that caller bracket, Paul, I just hope I make it this year, man. I, oh, I, Logan, I you're you're a cinch. Uh, we're gonna get you. Uh, we're gonna get you up against a Trump supporter just to just to have a little fun. Yeah. Yes, thank you, thank you, Paul. That'll be great. And I'll he's going to be wearing early. a MAGA hat, and you're going to be in deep, deep trouble, Logan. Uh, Vance is in Georgia. Hey, Vance. Hey, Paul. Uh, being that this is Valentine's Day, uh, my my work partner, uh, who has unfortunately passed away from Alzheimer's, he uh, years ago we. It was Valentine's Day, and I looked at him. I said, "Well, what are you going to buy your wife, Sharon? What are you going to buy her for Valentine's?" He goes, "Nah, nothing." We talked about it, Ooh. and uh, she doesn't want anything. Christmas was just a few weeks back, and everything's good. And I looked at him. I said, "Okay." So the next morning we go to work, and he's real quiet. Yeah, I bet. I'm like, what is your major malfunction? What what are, what are you pissed off about? Well, Sharon won't talk to me. I said, because you didn't get her a Valentine's gift? He goes, exactly. I said, See, you, see, I'm glad you said that, Vance. People don't understand whether uh, you, you really whether you, you agree or disagree. I don't like paying an insurance premium, and I bet you don't either, but it's still a necessity, is it not? <laughs> I've learned what my father told me what I think is very good wisdom. Never believe what a woman says, because that's not what she means. You're right. Now, I, I, w I tend to agree with you on that. Now, I could tell some stories right now, but there's this outside <laughs> chance that my wife accidentally walked by a television at Best Buy and might hear it. <laughs> but she, she didn't talk to his ass for three days. <laughs> that's great. So, uh, I... I, there's two kinds of people in the world. Those that have to buy Valentine gifts and those that don't. I don't. I've been living alone since 1985, So, and I'm adopted. 
for all I know, I'm related to Jim. I think we're about the same. But uh, I just wanted to tell your your wonderful listeners that if you're teetering and if you're believing her saying, no, oh, don't get me anything, don't believe No, Vance, you're 100% right about that. And, and uh, I mean, everybody has their stories. And Roman Harper was on here an hour ago, basically. What did he say? Valentine's Day is the most overrated holiday of the year. Well, it's Hallmark. Actually, I think there are a couple holiday. other ones that are in contention, but yeah, but, but don't 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 mess up on this. It's a big holiday to women. Yeah, it is. Uh, that's like uh, that's like skipping Mother's Day. Don't do it. Paul. No, I, I made I had that mistake once. Uh, long story short, Vance, I was uh, was in my <laughs> 20s. I was in New York uh, working, uh, and this was in the 80s. And you just didn't pick up the phone and uh, you didn't have a cell phone. So I literally, uh, I bet I tried my, my poor mother 20 times in Manhattan, stopping at every stupid phone booth. <laughs> and I'd put the quarter in or the nickel, whatever it was, and she wasn't there. She didn't have an answering machine in 1980, whatever. And finally, I, I, I had to go. Uh, I was covering a game. Uh, it, was, it, was a, there was a, it was a spring football league and they were playing in New York. Um, and finally, it, I, I went to the stadium and I just I tried one more time. And and I mean, I, I'm a, I, if, if I tried 20 times, I mean, I'm not. I, by the way, I don't need to convince you. It's it's it's, it's long gone. <laughs> so finally, I called her the next day and she hung up on me. And I learned then, uh, I mean, it doesn't matter whether you call 100 times or uh, next time. I'm, I said the next time I'm just going to wake her up uh, at <laughs> six in the morning on Mother's Day and make sure she gets the call. By the way, what was that adjective you used to describe what you said before Vash called? Was it, it was something in the neighborhood, speaking of idiots or whatever. Yeah. Uh, oh, that cracked me. Yeah, I think, it was, uh, I think that was AC. I said, uh, we were talking, somebody, somebody, oh, said, yeah, that's, somebody said that is really stupid. I said, speaking of stupid, AC is next. <laughs> <laughs> and, and by the way, not, I'm not the greatest prognosticator in the world, but he proved me correct. We'll take a short break. We are back right after this. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. 
Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. Tracy is up next in North Carolina. Hello, Tracy. Hey, Paul. Good to talk to you today. Hey, uh, since we're not talking about sports today and it's just uh, politics and Valentine's Day, I just want to tell you, I agree with Roman Harper. Uh, My wife and I have been married 55 years, and uh, we don't celebrate it. It's a... uh, What what my wife likes to call a retail holiday, right? Uh, probably made up by Hallmark, but uh, there's a there's a holiday about every six weeks, and uh, we we just celebrate each other, you know, all year long. Uh, it doesn't necessarily take a uh, one day on the calendar to 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 tell somebody how much you love them or <clears throat> show them how much you love them or whatever. You should be doing it all year long. So that's kind of our philosophy on it. Well, that's a good one. Uh, Tracy, thank you. Thank you. And congratulations on 55 years of marriage. That's uh, remarkable. Speaking of happy marriages, yes. how long do you think this guy's been happily married? Daryl is next. Well, wasn't that just so sweet? I mean, that was just sweet as sugar, wasn't it? Well, I just figured uh, you'd be the easiest guy in the world to be married to. Paul. You're, you're so low-key. you... Will you agree with me on this? Will you agree with me on this? I think the NFL needs to come up with some. First of all, they need to find Travis Kelsey, okay, for bumping into the coach. Mm-hmm. And they need to come up with some ruling or whatever. Find that player, if you if you bump into a coach, you're going to get fined big time. Do you agree with that? I do not. Uh, I think it's up to the individual coach uh, to determine punishment for his team. Okay, well, so you're going to leave it up to Kansas City, right? Let me ask you this. Oklahoma City is located where? In Oklahoma, right? That's New exactly York City right. Is located in New York. Why in the hell ain't Kansas City located in Kansas? Well, it, uh, the, the majority, I mean, there is a Kansas City, Kansas, but all the, uh, all the important things are in Missouri. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, Paul. That's a good answer. Well, no, I mean, I've it's been to Kansas City before, and the, air, the airport's in, I think the airport's in... Uh, Missouri. That's not bad for national. Uh, Arrowhead Stadium is in Missouri, uh, but that happens a lot. I mean, you have a lot of cities that that sit on a border. Paul, I would like to wish you a happy Valentine's, and I would like to wish all the Bama fans. I like to just give them nothing but a bunch of hearts, hearts that they're going to need come around September to give to Jesus, because their ass is going to belong to Georgia. You know what I mean? Let me ask you this, Paul how How did Alabama fare the next year after Bear Bryant? step down they uh believe they went eight and four something like that it was okay. it, it wasn't about, it wasn't uh, it wasn't the next Florida. year it was the year after they had the first losing season in 25 years what about what about Spurrier in Florida Dewey um, in Georgia, pretty badly uh, they did Paterno terribly in Penn State I can go on and on why do you think it's going to be any different with Saban being gone well, it's, uh, by the way, uh, Tom Osborne took over uh, from Bob Devaney at Nebraska, and they did really well. Uh, it, it can happen. We're talking about Nick Saban, though, Paul, the GOAT. You know what I mean? Well, I know, I know who he is, but I appreciate it. starting to slip 
anyway, Ryan Day know, took over he, for Urban Meyer, and they they've been to the championship game a few times. Hey, by the way, uh, I agree with you, Daryl. I think it would be more difficult. I think it's great. I think Alabama's in for a a difficult period. What about Die and Auburn? What's that? What about Die and Auburn? Uh, Die left Auburn in in '92, uh, and the next year they had a perfect season. Is that when they went on probation on Terry Bowden? Well, the, yeah, the probation came right before the '93 season. Uh, they won 20 straight games after Pat died. That, that did not slow them down. You know what my biggest issue, Alabama fans, or Paul, this right here, okay? They tried to they, they, they say, oh, Georgia, you, you, you know, you're, you wouldn't be who you are if it wasn't for Nick Saban because of Kirby. They act like Kirby Smart didn't know a damn thing about football until he ran into Nick Saban. His father was a legendary high school football coach. He was obviously a pretty good player in high school because he, he was able to land a D1 scholarship. He was an all-SEC player. I'm sure by the time he met Nick Saban, he knew a little bit about the game of football. Now, I'm sure Saban might have showed him something, you know, coaching. But, you know, I say that, I, I want to ask the Alabama fans this. If we, if Georgia took their process, okay, because of Nick Saban, does that mean that they stole the process from, from LSU? Because they tend to forget that Nick Saban coached there before he came to Alabama. You know what I mean? And it has success there. Won a national title. So I guess they sold the process from LSU, right? Pretty much. Happy Valentine's, Paul. Thank you, Daryl. Uh, that that Sabanitis is, is, is eating up Daryl, too. I think that last loss to Saban has just really uh, – penicillin won't work. I don't know if anything will work to get him through that. Doug is in Baton Rouge. Hello, Doug. Paul, it's Valentine's Day, and I had to call you. Good. I'm well, glad to hear from I you. Really want, I, I really want to talk about my love for LSU baseball. I remember calling you last year, and I called it, Paul. We won the national title. Yes, sir. You sure did. But this year, we still going to be good. Believe that, Paul. Uh, you know, yeah, we lost Paul Skeens, we lost Dylan Cruz, but this roster's still very loaded, Paul. You know, you still got Tommy White, you got the transfers, you got Jay Johnson. I don't know if they're going to make it uh, win the title this year because it's hard to repeat in baseball, but they got everything they can to do it. But at the very least, they're going to make it to the World Series. You, you can take that to the bank, Paul. Thank you for listening to the best of the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. Watch the Paul Feinbaum Show weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on the SEC Network. Plus, you can listen and watch on the ESPN app.